Advisor Tactical and Old Army Coffee are up next with Army veteran Jamie Blackheart. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Navy Federal Credit Union has a mission to put members first by making their financial goals a priority. And I can confirm this because I've been a Navy Federal Credit Union member for over 30 years. Navy Federal offers checking account options that meet all your needs. So to see if you're eligible to join, go to NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with Army veteran Jamie Blackheart, advisor tactical and old Army coffee. Jamie, before we get talking about business and entrepreneurship, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Army. Well, I joined the Army in 1989. I came into the Army as an infantry uh, heavy anti-armor missile gunner in Levin Hotel. And um, I've stayed in the Army for 30 years. And, and through those 30 years, um, I was a drill sergeant. I was a recruiter. Um, Roads kept taking me back to infantry and training. And then I retired in December of 2019 as a division operations sergeant major out of uh, Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Washington State. Wow. That's impressive. You know, I've interviewed a lot of military veterans, a lot of retirees. Very few have hit the 30-year mark, so that's impressive. It's just A lot of us get to 20, 20-plus, 20 but uh, making it all the way to uh, the highest rank as a, as a sergeant major and uh, hitting over the 30-year mark is, is impressive and a rarity, so... Good on you, and uh, as cliche as it sounds, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah. after thirty well, yeah, years in the army, you know, sure. yeah, what what was your journey like uh, uh, coming out coming out of the army? What was your transition like after being tainted with the military mindset for over thirty years? Well, I mean, there's there's I have fifteen and a half years of active duty, and the rest is uh, reserve time. And so I think the, the great advantage that you have on the reserve side of the house is that you are, you do have to have a civilian life and mm-hmm. that parallels your military life. And so it gives you a different skill set coming out. Something I noticed with my active duty counterparts is when you are ingrained into an organization for 20 years, when you get out, um, the, everything pretty much stays with the military as far as your rank and your your position, uh, but what doesn't stay at the military is how you function in, in a group and how you lead. And so, making the transition and how to tailor that to transition lifestyle uh, it, it can be a challenge. And people need to uh, take advantage of reaching out before they get out of the service and having mentors, being in uh, different groups that can help them understand the vernacular, uh, business and financial acumen, leadership styles, because I can tell you from my own experience, I, I have had a couple experiences where the, um, I'm just going to throw something out and you need to execute doesn't work really great in all the civilian settings out there. So if we can, <laughs> if I can encourage anybody to, uh, to get involved with local community, um, activities, chamber of commerce, volunteer work, 
to, uh, I know it sounds really simple, like, well, duh, I mean, I know how to get along with people, but the people that we're used to getting along with and the way we get along with them is different when you transition out. So I think it's important to represent yourself the very best way you can and be prepared for that and keep that, keep that inner energy, uh, as your, as your surprise. I mean, that's your, that's your backup style when you need it, but it, it is definitely something that you've earned over the period of years and, and you can use it when appropriate, but you have to approach the civilian sector a little bit different than a lot of areas. Now, of course, that's coming from uh, <clears throat> drill sergeants and division level operations and where a lot of times you're throwing stuff out and needs to get done and infantry, is just, any combat arms the same way, but uh, you don't see that as much in in aviation and medical and different areas like that in, in the army. But, um, but it's just something to be aware, aware of. It's that self-awareness that you have to have coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, when you're in the military, you can assume there's a lot of things you can assume about your typical corporal or sergeant or lieutenant or CO. When you get out in the civilian sector, not nearly as many assumptions with the civilians you might be working with trying to find some common ground right. or some common common understanding so um it definitely can uh, uh have to modify the way the way you think and, and execute on things so um after 30 plus years in the army you know what kind of things were you doing in the business sector especially as, as in the reserves you know which you're doing your day job i'm sure you spent a lot of deployed time um, considering the two conflicts we're still heavily engaged in, I'm, I'm sure you had plenty of deployed time or plenty of active duty time as a reservist. What kind of things were you doing on the civilian side and how'd you ultimately get into entrepreneurship? Well, I, on the civilian side, I, I was working in uh, copier machines. Basically when I was a top recruiter in the United States in the national guard, I got a, a job offer from, a local imaging company with Sharp. It was copy machines. And I thought that that's a great ex- way to get some outside sales experience. And so I went and did that. And I ended up being a, a vice president of sales for Sharp copiers. You know, and, and after I came off my mobilization down at Fort Wachuca, Arizona, I came back and took a VP position in Spokane, Washington. And um, I transitioned out of that into um Say I stayed in sales, but I went into uh, industrial sales because they had uh, a lot of products that fit the type of customer that I like and the hardworking American patriotic by their nature. Um, so when you're going out working heavy construction, food, you know, food, uh, food prep manufacturing, <clears throat> uh, the people that are just really building America are the people buying a lot of the industrial supplies out there. So I really loved working with those people. And uh, I transitioned from Granger Industrial Supply over to Pelican Products, which is more kind of got me more into the tactical products. They do rifle cases, tactical flashlights, and Pelican hard cases, which mm-hmm. most of our military members are very familiar with Pelican. Mm-hmm. And then, um, from Pelican, I was hired away by Surefire to be senior manager North America for Surefire, um, and so again, you're 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 having your reserve time and you're working your civilian job, and uh, and then with um, you know some insight and some I had a mobilization that came in there another two years uh, that took me away from that position, um, and while I was on that mobilization, I was seeing people with products 
that I had worked with in the past. So, and I saw an E3 with a Surefire flashlight. And I said, hey, you got some of the best equipment in the world right there. He says, well, yeah, I just, uh, I just can only afford to have one. And it, it just kind of hit me that we're building some of the best products in the world that a lot of our warfighters just can't afford. So after that, uh, I, I started looking at importing products and, and creating a way to provide products to our military members that are still world-class products that, that they can actually afford. And so I started importing products from um, a company called Leadwave in Spain, and uh, they're out of Barcelona. And, you know, I, I would say, and I don't know, it's not just my opinion, but these products are, are right up there in the quality, lifetime warranty, output engineering is exceptional. And so we started bringing them in and they were a third of the cost. And so then I started seeing opportunities that we could start providing more products and and uh, and help our military uh, members and veterans get products they can actually afford. And I could continue to work with people who I enjoy working with and products that I'm passionate about. And all the while, the objective being let's hire more veterans, get them to work, and have a like-minded team of people doing what they love doing and continuing to serve. And that's how that's how that happened. And, and building that business while I was still in the military and um, and then we had, of course, the Old Army is a brand. Uh, it's our brand. And we spun that off just in May of last year into Old Army Coffee. And that has been taking on a life of its own. And, um, you know, there's a lot of patriots out there that like a good cup of joe. And, and that's what we serve. So we're continuing to do that. Because, you know, many times in the field, even a, even a really bad cup of coffee is a pretty damn good cup of coffee when there isn't anything else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Especially and, if it's hot. And so, absolutely. And so one of my objectives was to make sure a taste of home with, was within reach. If you could have that hot cup of joe, and even when you come home, you can still order your your Old Army coffee when you get home. Um, and so we partnered up with... Um, Boots for Troops, which is out of Texas, and what they do is they put together care packages for deployed service members around the world. They buy about a case of coffee a month from us, and they put it into care packages and send it around the world. We give them really great pricing so that we can get product out to the troops. And and again, that's that whole you know taste of home is within reach. If we can make it comfortable for them and make the experience just a little bit better, um, yeah, that's really what we want to do. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm real curious about. Uh... What is the landscape and the the market uh, out there in in the coffee industry right now? Because there there are quite a few veteran owned coffee businesses with cool names and everything. What what is the market like right now? Oh, it's completely saturated is because it? Yeah. because yeah. Well, coffee is one of those. It's a commodity that um, anybody can go. You can go to the grocery store and buy bags of coffee and go go find a label maker and put your own labels on it. Anyone can sell coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have, we decided when we, when I just decided to cut the, spin the brand off into its own company, that we need to have unique blends, all of our own recipes, all of our own artwork. And then of course we wouldn't make sure that we had, uh, um, the protection on our brand as well to have, uh, to have everything protected. But, 
that's the, if someone asks you, what do you just slap in your, your label on someone else's bag? You need to be able to answer that question. And, and then you also need to, which is the answer should be no, <laughs> because yeah. you don't want to just be taking someone else's product and putting your label on. I mean, that's not, that's not passion behind the product at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also there's so many people that are, that are doing it. Uh, there's so many, but there's only a handful that are doing it well. And I think a lot of that has to do with your structure. It has to do with your product and what's behind the product. And, um, and then it gets into the, into the marketing. If, if people have it as a peripheral product, it's just a point of sale product. Yeah. Maybe someone will buy it when they're buying some of our other stuff. Um, I guess that's fine. But when you have that product out front as your main product and our mission here is to continue hiring veterans and get them on our team, uh, to build that team atmosphere again and continue serving people and products that are passionate about. So that's what I think is going to make a big difference in all in an area that's saturated. You just have to make sure that the passion is there, the product is there and the people are there. And, and I think that's, what's going to really separate them out. But you know, you're, when you look at uh, somebody like, um, you know who I think is great. I think black rifle coffee, those guys are, are great. They're huge. Now, I want everybody should know if they don't know, but this company grew to over $60 million in six years. Yeah. And, but there's something about that targeted market they have. They are unapologetically authentic. And this is something I'm taking notes on, right? Like yeah. these guys are exactly who they want to be. They're serving who they love. They're passionate about these customers, right? That core demographic. They have a narrow um, they have a narrow demographic, but they penetrate very, very deep and they're unapologetic. If you don't like black rifles and if you don't like America and if you don't like our product, we don't want to sell it to you. And they stuck to that. And I love their enthusiasm. I love what they're doing. Uh, the patriotism knows no bounds They're I think they're great. Uh, but there's also other great causes out there. There's other great, uh, veteran organizations out there. And, and I, you know, I'm, I don't want to discourage anybody who might be listening from getting into something that they're passionate about. You don't have to be a genius to come up with a a great idea. If you're passionate about it and you're motivated, get into that space and do the very best job you can. There's plenty of patriots to go around. There's plenty of flavors of coffee. There's plenty of products out there. So don't, don't think you missed the boat on it. Just, just got to start moving forward. Action steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, as an Amazon seller, somebody who Im- imports a lot of different products from China, I'm fascinated that you're importing tactical products from some company in Spain. I never would have thought that. Well, you know, um, I I have a friend in Spain. Uh, his dad owns the Leadwave. Uh, actually, his dad owned their distribution company, and he wanted me to work. He was in the... Uh, in the Spanish army uh, artillery. Huh. And so he's been a friend of mine for a long time and asked me if I'd be interested in, in selling some of his products. And I said, no, I've, I've worked with the best companies in the world. I don't want to import any, any foreign junk. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So, uh, three weeks later I had one of everything in out of their inventory arrive on my front doorstep. Really? It's and called I, lead wave. No, no, yeah. L E D W A V E uh-huh. lead wave. Uh, and, and so I thought, okay, great. I'll take what I want, uh, and give the rest away for Christmas presents. <laughs> and when I, when I started taking them out and laying them out, I'm like, oh my gosh, 
just the, the feel, the engineering, the output, the features on them, the magnetic bezel rings, the multiple settings on the push buttons for high-low strobe. I was super impressed with the product. And so then I started looking more into it. And the next thing you know, I'm importing product from Spain. And we don't import any of our products from China. Uh, China does make great products. They, Japan makes great products. And if you take a look at your phone right now, most of the younger generation probably doesn't even have a problem with China yeah. because a lot of their technology is coming from there. People of my, you know, I'm, I'm 47. People of my age and older, when you came in the military or, you know, I probably even younger than me are like, oh, communism, and I'm not going to deal with China's garbage. <clears throat> but a lot of our products, whether you, whether you know it or not, probably are coming from China, but we elected to go to import our electronics out of um, Barcelona, Spain. We also import Kudman knives out of Southern Spain, a small uh, company there. The fit and finishing materials were just so amazing. I couldn't believe they weren't selling them in the U.S. So we and, and all of their products also. are actually made in Spain or, or in the vicinity of Spain. Nothing's bit. made in China mm-hmm. or, you know, they're not imported from China themselves. That's correct. Yeah. So we have all product of Spain. And, and one thing about the knife company is, you know, Spain has a rich history of blade making. And I thought that, you know, when I saw their, their designs and, and then I saw their material, they're using uh, Sandvik steel out of Sweden. They're using Bowler 695 uh, steel out of Austria. Uh, they, they have some of their proprietary Mova 58 steel. It's just amazing that they want to make the best product in the world out of the best materials in the world. And the fit and finishing balance was superb. And so I started importing them uh, well, a year and a half ago. Man, that's all. Awesome. I mean, that's great to hear. Total surprise. I'm completely um, blown, blown away by a company in Spain producing high, high quality tactical products like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful work that they're doing. And, you know, innovation, is pretty global. I mean, you, you can have you can have uh, top tier innovation. Um, you can have European engineering, and you can have take advantage of. Um, most people may not know it, but Spain's economy is fairly depressed right now. So you can also take advantage of of uh, of the price point of the products coming out of Spain. So if you can take advantage of all these factors and get an amazing product out of a company that anybody I talk to, nobody has a problem with Spain. Yeah. There are people that are going to say, oh, it's made in China. But nobody says, oh, I hate Spain. They just don't care. Right. It's like, uh, Spain, exactly oh, I like them. Right. They got, it's, you know, culture, food, good people, you know. <laughs> so it uh, sounds more like a vacation spot than, uh, than something to be afraid of. Yeah. All right, Jamie, hold on there a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Did you know you can get an American Express card through Navy Federal Credit Union? That's right. You can earn more rewards on your everyday spending with the Navy Federal More Rewards American Express card. The More Rewards card offers three times points at supermarkets, three times the points at restaurants, three times points on gas and transit, and that means ride shares, tolls, parking lots, buses, and more. Plus, you'll earn one point on everything else. You can enjoy special perks and points you can redeem for cash, travel, gift cards, and more. Plus, earn bonus points. Learn more about how you can get 25,000 points, which is a $250 value, when you open a Navy Federal More Rewards American Express card today. The More Rewards card is accepted at more places than ever, including millions of small businesses across the U.S. It's the perfect addition to your wallet. You can visit NavyFederal.org for more details and to apply. Navy Federal is federally insured by NCUA. 
Make your hotel reservations and tune up your bikes. There's a new motorcycle demonstration ride taking place in Washington, D.C. over Memorial Day weekend. For the 33rd consecutive year, a massive motorcycle run will take place in the nation's capital over Memorial Day weekend to raise awareness of the plight of U.S. prisoners of war and the 82,000 service members still missing in action. The ride will be known as Rolling to Remember. The 2020 ride will also address the national suicide epidemic, taking the lives of more than 20 military veterans a day. In close partnership with several other patriotic organizations, AMFETS is organizing what is expected to be the nation's largest political demonstration of 2020 and the world's largest one-day motorcycle event. AMVETS invites you to join us in ensuring that our elected leaders never forget the sacrifices made by those who have taken an oath to defend this nation. The event is free to the public, but sign up to ride, volunteer, or donate by going to rollingtoremember.com. Once again, that's rollingtoremember.com. Over the course of the weekend, scheduled events will include a blessing of the bikes at the Washington National Cathedral, candlelight vigil at the Vietnam Wall, and speaking engagement at the Lincoln Steps. Sunday morning, thousands of bikes will take off from the Pentagon parking lot and make their way around the National Mall, rounding the Capitol building in the process. Go to rollingtoremember.com for more information, and we'll see you in May. Hey, whenever we need anything done in any of our businesses, whether it's Amazon or projects for this podcast, we go straight to Fiverr and hire someone off Fiverr. We've used Fiverr for years, and I can honestly say we have never been disappointed for anybody that we hired on Fiverr. They've always over-delivered. Sometimes they've even come back several months later when we needed a change or something on down the road, even after they've been paid in full. And they did changes and modified some things that we needed fixed a few months later. Never been disappointed. And, and the quality of the work is as good as you can get. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So I really recommend Fiverr. You can connect with businesses, freelancers. They offer hundreds of digital services, just about anything you would need, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. You can search by service, deadline, price, reviews, 24-7 customer support. A lot of the folks on Fiverr have worked with some of the most influential brands. So some of the biggest companies out there are hiring talent off of Fiverr also. That's how good it is. So it's real easy. Don't waste any more time. Get the service you deserve by going to Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And if you use my code VETERAN, you can get 10% off your first order. So take five and check out Fiverr.com. Be sure to use my code VETERAN on your first order and get 10% off. All right, we're back talking with uh, Army veteran Jamie Blackheart, advisor tactical and Old Army Coffee, retired sergeant major, now that I know that. Um, so, Jamie, uh, before the break, um, we were on a cool roll about, you know, interesting about the coffee uh, niche, the coffee industry, good info. And then we were talking about importing products from Spain and uh, how they become you know, one, of your, one of your great uh, suppliers for Advisor Tactical. So talk to us a little bit about um, starting a business, how you got into these ideas. Um, did you get punched in the face at all in the beginning? In the beginning? Hey, I'll tell everybody out there, you got to expect to get knocked down mm-hmm. all the time. And it's how you pick yourself back up and focus on your objective that's going to separate you out from everyone else. And one thing I've learned in sales and, you know, I used to go in and work with buyers for big companies and get really nervous when something didn't go well and be like, oh no, now I'm in big trouble. And I had a buyer tell me one time, he said, you're, you're going to, you're human and your companies are not flawless and you're going to continue to have failures or, or gaps. 
It's how you pick yourself up from that and move forward that's going to make you the one I'm going to go with. And so if we know these things are going to happen and we have a non-defeatist ad mindset, um, we have to be winners even when we feel like we're losing. So getting punched in the face, we're, we're continually having that happen. It's just how you're going to rebound from that and, and make your next go of it that makes you uh, stand out from your competition. So That's the uh, I would say when we're, it, start, yeah. when we're starting a new business, just ask ask people who have done it. I mean, I, I reached out when I was starting my company, I reached out to uh, uh, Dan Alaric at uh, Gruntstyle. And uh, I said, Hey brother, you know, he used to be a drill sergeant. I just talked to him and, and he had some good, good mentoring words for me. And, and uh, some of them didn't apply, uh, but some of them did. I mean, one, one thing he told me is uh, revenue solves, solves most of your problems. <laughs> well, great. Well, I don't have any revenue. So uh, we're going to have to work towards that solution based system there. But, um, but I would say anyone who's wanting to transition, anyone who wants to start a company, anyone who has a good idea, call people, get involved with the chamber, talk to, call other veterans who've done it. If someone wanted to call me and say, Hey, I was thinking about doing that. And I don't care if it's coffee and I don't care if it's tactical products. I I want veterans to win and I want them to be set up for success. Uh, I don't think any one of us in the industries would want to see a veteran fail. So we want to set you up for success. Make sure you're prepared for that next chapter. And, you know, you're not heading out the door uh, without your, without the right gear. We want to make sure you're ready. And I don't know anybody who, you know, I I had good, good advice and words of wisdom, um, from Butch Whiting who owns Cryptech. I've reached out to, and that's the thing. Don't be afraid to call people and ask them, say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you have some time for a mentoring call? And that's exactly what I said. I'm looking for some mentoring and, um, don't be afraid of doing that. And, you know, when you're moving forward, you also, uh, I would always keep, if you think you have the next secret sauce, you might want to keep that a little close. And uh, because, of, you know, there's people out in the world that love to hear about great ideas and then and then run with them. So keep it close, but get your mentoring advice, get your, get your house built, build your structure, uh, and then, and then just be prepared to launch. And, um, you know, but asking for help, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, that's help and mentorship. That's, that's what's going to set you up. So you don't have, I've had many failures and you don't want you, you're better off learning from things I've done wrong than experiencing them yourself. Just like with your kids, you want to set them up for success, learn from the mistakes I've made in in life and business, and I'll help you not do that. (laughs) All right. You know, that, that's exactly why I created this podcast is to introduce entrepreneur, veteran entrepreneur wannabes to all the people, programs, and resources available to them out there to help them make a successful transition in entrepreneurship. So there's not one person that comes on this show and gets interviewed that will not take a call from a fellow veteran to get a mentoring call or get some help or get some advice. So if you're listening to this show and you've listened to anybody that's been on this show, and you want, I hope I've reiterated that enough on, when I'm interviewing folks, but anybody that comes on this show is always willing to take an email introduction and get on, a, get on a call with a fellow veteran that wants to start their business or a military spouse. So um, That's great. exactly That's true. Great. And you know what, you know what doesn't happen most of the time? And I was, I was interviewing um, one of the former executive VPs at Disney World. 
he said he had an open door, open office policy the 10 years he ran Disney World Orlando. And I asked him, how many people actually took you up on that in 10 years? He said, one guy. <laughs> so wow. what doesn't happen wow. most of the time, what, uh, what Lee Cockrell is his name, what doesn't happen most of the time is no one's willing to actually make the call and try to reach out to that person that could help them. It's never the other way around. Right. No, that's right. We want to make it easy too. So if someone wants to get a hold of me, you can just email me at info at oldarmycoffee.com. Awesome. Very easy. Shoot me that. Uh, I would say you can, Jamie at Old Army Coffee works too, but I'm happy will spell Jamie wrong. So <laughs> info at oldarmycoffee.com and Jamie, same with Advisor Tactical, but they, they all come to me. They all come into this office. I see 90% of everything that happens with these two companies. So uh, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you and talk you through even the simple, even if it seems stupid. I'm not going to think you're dumb because all of us started out at ground zero, just kind of feeling our way around in the dark, trying to figure out how to do this stuff. And if you're smart, you'll flick the light switch on and, and call for help. You know, give, give us a call. Reach awesome. out to people who know. And so we got oldarmycoffee.com. We got the, the email addresses. Advise, is it advisortactical.com? Also, and, that's correct. Yep, advisor. Um, but if, but you, I think you mentioned earlier, if somebody's really looking for advisor tactical type products, they're probably better off looking at certain retail stores or certain online locations, not necessarily advisortactical.com. Is that correct? Like well, they just we will have to buy a, stuff. We, so, the way we set the company up, and it came from years of experience in, in distributing and, and sales, we import some of our product. Um, then we have a distributorship that, that can warehouse and ship product. And then we started our own sales team to go out and sell the product. And this uh, probably the 1st of March, we'll have advisortactical.com, which will also have all the products that we represent available for retail sale as well. But primarily Advisor Tactical is a wholesaler and our rep group, which is prior service, called Prior Service Group, and Prior Service Group hires veteran law enforcement and military members to go out and sell the products that we represent. Um, we are, uh, you know, we do uh, law enforcement uh, sales as a strategic distributor for Beretta, uh, U.S. Armor, Body Armor, Liberty Ammunition out of Florida. So we have a lot of great products that, that many of our prior service members are going to be familiar with and, and can take out and talk to like-minded people about selling. And then we pay them commissions on that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, lo I love that model. So, um, all right. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, we're getting closer to the end of our time, Jamie. So, uh, if you're talking to someone still in the military, someone going through transition, looking to run their own business, get started in entrepreneurship, they're not really sure, if they can pull it off, they might be missing that idea, but that desire is there. What kind of advice would you have yeah. for them? I'd say start preparing now. Start, start ga be a gatherer and be open-minded. Uh, be a gatherer of information. Be a gatherer of people and start building uh, your idea. Uh, you don't have to be a genius to pull this off. When I first thought about Old Army Coffee and I got my imagery together and I, I went to the grocery store, and I grabbed three bags of coffee off the shelf, and I put my fancy new labels. You'll see it's all World War II greatest generation imagery that we that we uh, put together mm -hmm. in-house. I put them on these bags of coffee, and I went to a local grocery store chain, and I pitched it. 
And they said, wow, we love it. How many blends do you have? And I said, <laughs> uh, uh, seven. I have seven. And they're like, okay, great. Bring all seven of them in here next week. Uh, we'd like to get you into the grocery stores. <laughs> and I'm telling everyone who's listening, look, you don't have to be a genius. You just have to have a good idea. And I wasn't really prepared for that kind of growth. And that's when we spun off Old Army Coffee into its own company. But I went to a local roaster who was a huge supporter of veterans, was a mentor of mine. He'd been roasting. He, he came from big industry coffee, like Seattle's best. And he's been roasting here in the Spokane, Washington area for 30 years. And he said, look, if you're going to do it, you need to do it right. Come into the coffee lab. Let's generate the, the your own blends. Let's get everything unique to you. Uh, but it all starts with an idea. You don't have to be a genius. What's going to separate you from success or failure is reaching out for help. And getting to that next step, because I couldn't, I didn't know. I was like, heck, I don't even have coffee. I just had a good idea. Now they want to put it in their store. So if that can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. But be a gatherer of people, be a gatherer of information and start putting your program together uh, and even finding out if it's going to be a value for you to move forward with it or if you want to partner with someone who knows what they're doing. Oh, another thing, let me throw this out real quick. I, I still have, I'm, I'm 100% debt-free in both my companies, and I, and I, own, I own 100%. I've never given away equity. And that's important because what a lot of your listeners are going to want to do is if they don't know how to do something, they're going to go to their accountant and potentially give 10%. I'll, you know, I'll cut you in for 10% because I don't have a lot of money. Uh, same with your advertising, same with your IT people. Next thing you know, you only own 40% of your company, which yeah. you, you might think is great because you couldn't do it on your own, but you can't. You just need to start asking questions and rally people around a great idea. People want to be a part of a winning team, so you just have to be that winning team. Outstanding. Well, hey, Sergeant Major, I think we're, we're about done, uh, about out of time. Um, I do want to give you the last word. Um, you know, one little one little saved round um, for whoever's looking to jump into entrepreneurship and may have a little bit of doubts in themselves or as a veteran, you know, what kind of skills and uh, capabilities do they have to succeed in the world of entrepreneurship? Right. All well, right. What they're bringing to the table is, is advancing forward and always pursuing it. And you know, if they can keep that up, they can, they can push to the end and, and reach their goals. So reach out for help, ask the questions, be open to criticism. Not all your ideas are great. <laughs> okay. And then, Look at market trends, look at your demographics, and just really be a student of success on this and reach out to mentors. I can't overemphasize that enough, mentorship. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for sharing your, you got two phenomenal success stories and uh, really look forward to your future success and uh, love to have you on the show, you know, back maybe a year from now or something like that um, to to see where you're at and uh, see how you've progressed. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You bet. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.